Hello and welcome to the Film Pulse Podcast, the official podcast of FilmPulse.net. Thank you so much for tuning in. This is episode number 169. My name's Adam Patterson. With me today, as always, Kevin Rakestraw. How you doing, Kevin? Always. Always. I'm doing all right. Great. Great. Yeah. Uh-huh. Just to, just to warn you, there's a storm where I'm at now, so if you hear things in the background, you may be able to hear some, some thunder going on. Some, some rattling. Yeah, I'm not sure how loud it's going to get. It's pretty calm right now, but it looks like it could explode at any, <laughs> at, any, at any moment. So this week we'll be reviewing the new comedy from Andrew Jelski, Results which is currently available on Select Cities and VOD. We're also going to be reviewing Jason Banker's Felt, which is going to be out in just a few weeks. Of course, we'll be going over this week's movie predictions, new on video on demand, and DVD and Blu-ray releases. Remember, you can send us your questions to podcastfilmpulse.net. And be sure to check out our Patreon at patreon.com filmpulse and consider helping to support the show. We appreciate that very much. Uh, let's just dive right in to our we're first... Always, man, we're always diving. Yeah, we're just diving always. right in. We're, we're, di- we're just head first. Head first in. Let's do it. Let's talk about results. Because that's, right. that's the one that everybody can see right now. Uh, I have a synopsis here. As I said, it's written and directed by Andrew Bajalski. Stars Guy Pierce, Kobe Smulders, Kevin Corrigan... Giovanni Ravisi's in there. Brooklyn Decker's in there. Anthony Michael Hall's in there, too. Little little role for him. Odd little role for him. Mm-hmm. I have a synopsis here. Two mismatched personal trainers' lives are upended by the actions of a new wealthy client. Now, uh, let's see. Who should we start with on this one? I think we'll start with you, Kevin, on this one. All right. Getting into it. What did you think of results? Nah, it was fine. <laughs> <laughs> it was fine. It was fine. It was a decent time to pass the time, I guess. Uh, not really memorable in any way whatsoever. Honestly, I I remember very little from this movie already, and I watched it two nights ago. And it's honestly just it it wasn't funny. It wasn't funny. It wasn't entertaining. It's it very bizarre pacing. To this movie. Yeah, yeah. And, well, like, what they're going for, or what Bajalski's going for, just is all over the place. Yeah, it is, yeah, it is it is kind of weird. And, it, honestly, the, you know, towards, like, you know, after halfway through, I'm just like, what? what's the point of this? Where are we what going are, what here? Are, what are, yeah, what are, we, what are we doing? What are you trying to say? Who Who is what this is about? The, <laughs> who's this about? What's, I, I don't understand. I don't understand what we're doing. Yeah, we we are we just wasting a bunch of people's time? Is that what we're doing here? Yeah, it uh, it jumps perspective quite a bit. I I thought that it was about Kevin Corrigan's character, but then we kind of leave him by the wayside and switch over to Guy Pierce and Kobe Smulders. And it, it and like you said, Kobe, it, it's very Kobe awkwardly. Smulders. She disappears yeah. for a long stretch of time. Mm-hmm. It's very awkwardly paced. The the emotional state of the characters is so erratic. All three of them. They just... It seems like they don't think anything out. They just act so irrationally most of the time. that They just do shit. And you're just like, wait, whoa. I think you're jumping... We're getting a little... Just jumping to conclusions here. Just getting, just getting it out there. 
Yeah, I, it's really weird too. Like I watched the trailer for this after I after I watched the actual movie, and almost everything in the trailer is completely taken out of context. <laughs> watch the trailer for this after after we record, and you'll be like, okay, that was all taken completely out of context. But mm. oddly, the movie still has the same kind of tone that the that the trailer does, which is that of sort of a light romantic comedy almost yeah and which i was really questioning because this is the same guy that did computer chess and i was thinking well it can't just be some kind of straightforward light comedy right because this is the guy that did computer chess there's got to be some some kind of weird (laughs) shit going on in this movie there's got to be more to this damn movie there has to be Uh, i i I, I don't know if there is no i mean if there is i missed it and honestly, I don't really care. Yeah, if I missed it, I I think some parts of it did make me laugh. I thought uh, the the one scene when Kevin Corrigan was doing the lunges was pretty funny when he was when, uh, when he was doing the lunges the inc- completely wrong way and he was just walking funny. Kevin Corrigan's facial expressions throughout this movie were really the only thing that kept me engaged. I, and I love it just the way he would react. His reaction shots were. I also thought it was funny there was kind of a running gag throughout the movie where he would just pay $200 to people to do random things, like to turn his TV on. I liked that. I'll pay you $200 to turn my TV on. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. When he goes to Craigslist, it's just he's he's on the lookout for a, a healthy feline. <laughs> yeah, I thought that that was pretty funny. And I, th- I think that for people that are into the the fitness world and going to classes and hitting the gym and uh, seeking out trainers and stuff, I think that there's it, it kind of pokes fun at that culture a bit. Yeah, and I think that that is sometimes funny in this movie, but not, not enough for feature length though. No, like, no. Do, do we really I, I need? Think- I think that do we need a feature life that's poking fun at the fitness industry? Well, that's the thing. I think that you could make a really funny movie about that whole culture and you could. You know, juice, well, you don't even juice don't even cleanses to, and all that you shit. You don't even you know? have to make it a movie. It's just watch Broad City. Yeah, that's there, true. There it is. That's true. Trey, Trey with his frosted tips. <laughs> yep, that's true. And then there's then there's the whole there's an odd like sideline tangent with Anthony Michael Hall. Yeah. It's just real. I mean, it was already, I mean, the pace of this movie was already just, just labor intensive. And then they go off on that offshoot and it just comes to a screeching halt. Oh my goodness. And essentially when it got to that point where he goes out to meet him, the kettleball guy, (laughs) I was just, I completely lost interest. Yeah, that like, was. I, just, uh, I didn't care anymore. I didn't care what this movie had to say, what it was doing, and it, I was just done. I just wanted it to be over. It, and it kind of came out of nowhere too. The whole him meeting his, I guess, idol of sorts, because yeah. because it was just like all of a sudden he's driving out to the desert to meet his his uh, idol, and it's like, where did this come from? Yeah, and there's like one one. Uh, I guess he watches like a video or something. You see a video. Yeah, Kevin of... Corgan's what? Uh, was it Kevin Corgan? I thought he was watching a video of the of him. 
Anthony Michael. Well, Hall. either way, it's you know it's only brought up for you know like a minute, and yeah. then like you said, next thing you know, he's driving out to Marfa to meet this guy, and you're like, why? Why is he even connected with him? Because it doesn't seem like their uh, fitness philosophies or you know their life philosophies even match up and sync at all. Yeah, exactly. Why are they even? Why is Guy Pierce so into him? He seems like the complete opposite. Yeah, and he's like saying, "Give up on your dreams and don't dream and all this stuff," which is like kind of the opposite of what uh, Guy Pierce has been saying the whole like his whole philosophy on life. Yeah, and then the and, and also like the videos that we see, the little like segments of the videos, which I thought was another funny thing where we see the video and then we back out and we see that he's holding the iPad up in front of Guy Pierce's face. I thought that that was funny, but. Uh, even in those videos, it doesn't seem like they have the same, they're, they're doing the same thing. I mean, maybe it's just his yeah. success that I guess. Guy, Guy Pierce is looking up to. But the, but then again, he's living in Marfa, so. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I don't know anything about Marfa, but from what I saw, Marfa looks like shit. Sorry. It looks like the desert, basically. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Giovanni Ribisi's in there for some reason. Pops up for a little bit. Yeah. Here and there. Plays a lawyer. Tashawn Scott needs to be in more things. Yeah. That's pretty much what I got out of it. Put Tashawn Scott in stuff. (laughs) Like a lot more stuff. Mm. Just every indie movie, maybe? Just throw him in there. Yeah. And Kevin Corrigan's... He's an odd odd guy. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But (laughs) other than that, I'm just... I'm struggling. I'm thinking about other stuff to talk about. (laughs) And I'm like, there's not, not much. Yeah, I'm I'm just really struggling with this one. And then there's moments where he brings in like the uh, guy Pierce's fantasy visions, you know, of like his success and where he wants to see his company and what it looks like, and you know they pop up occasionally, like in his house and stuff. Yeah, that was odd. Yeah, and it's like, oh, this is interesting. And then nothing more. It's just like, oh, okay, you're not gonna do anything else with that okay sure why not it's just the way that they all acted towards each other i thought it just everything about it felt unnatural the way that their their relationship with each other like all three of them it it really did feel to me like they just got a bunch of people together and they're like rough outline here's what the movie's about and go and everyone just they didn't have any material yeah i it's just it, it was a very bizarre watch, honestly. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I just felt uncomfortable watching it. I felt as uncomfortable as they looked. <laughs> hmm. Yep, uh, so that's results. Paying <laughs> that one out quick. Yeah, well, I, I, I don't know. Do you have anything there's else not, to say? I don't, I, I, no, there's not, there's not much to it. I mean, the performances are fine. Yeah. It's got some comedic value, and, but, you know, the comedies, it depends on who you are. I mean, I'm sure there's people that are going to watch this and think it's hilarious. Me, not so much. No, Sorry. I, I thought it was mildly funny. It made me laugh maybe three or four times at, at least. Yeah, and after, you know, the hundred odd minutes were over, I wasn't, like, pissed off. I wasn't like, God damn it, I just wasted all that time. Fuck you, results. I was just like, ah, okay, now I can do other things. Yeah, it's not that I didn't like 
the movie or anything like that. I just, uh, I don't know. I was just left a little underwhelmed with it. I thought that it was average at best. I probably, I don't know. I, I guess I liked it more than computer chess. But e- and I mean, I, we both did not. We were not big fans of computer chess. No, but here's the thing about computer well, it, chess. Computer chess was actually something. I liked the concept of computer chess, and I thought it was really clever how that movie was presented, and I thought it looked the part. This yeah. one, visually, thematically, it was just meh. You know, it was just it was average. Yeah. And it and it and it didn't really feel it didn't really feel like the next step. You know, it didn't feel like it was the same director as Computer Chess. No, not at all. It felt very, uh, you know, mainstream and kind of just, I don't want to say, I'll say generic. It felt felt pretty generic. A little bit. Well, well, no, I don't, let me take that back. Let me take that back because it it didn't, I thought like kind of the theme was pretty generic. The way that it, that he presented everything wasn't necessarily generic, but it just didn't really work for me. No, not for me either. What are you going to give results out of 10? Oh, man. F- f- five and a half. That's what I'm going to give it. Exactly, a five and a half. Pretty much right down the middle. It was uh, decent, not great. I'll probably forget nearly everything, everything about it by All of it. by next week. I'll probably forget that I even saw it. More than likely. I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, One that I probably won't forget anytime soon is the next one on our list here, Felt. So this one comes out in theaters on June 26th and on video on demand July 21st. So got a little bit to wait on this one, but I figured there there wasn't a whole lot out this week. So I figured we could go ahead and talk about it because I saw it a little while back and I'm afraid that I'm going to forget about it if i don't talk about it soon gotcha so this is directed by written and directed by jason banker uh synopsis here a woman creates an alter ego in hopes of overcoming the trauma inflicted by men in her life that stars amy everson i guess it's also uh sort of based on her real life experiences she's an artist and the the main character sort of based on her and yeah she co-wrote it and she co-wrote it uh, it also stars Kentucker Oddly. Uh, I'll start this one off. I think, uh, did you say you were going to work on a review for this at some point? Yeah, I'll, I'll scrounge one up. Okay. So I'll start it off with this one. Uh, I, don't, I don't know what to say about this one. Um, I liked it. I thought it looked good. A, lo- a lot of the kind of, um, I don't know what to call them, like the... Not not B-roll, but, you know, like, the kind of interludes between the plot segments, like... Oh, yeah. You know what I'm talking just, about? He's, Where just, he's just kind of following her around. Yeah. Which I did... I read just a, a little bit that apparently that's... Uh, and I could be wrong, so I apologize if I am. But that's a large way of how he makes his films, is that he just... He finds someone and then he just kind of follows them around. Well, I liked all that. Just shooting, shooting them and stuff, and then just sort of... Has, yeah, and has, creates a story out of what they're doing. Well, uh, I liked all that stuff. I thought it looked really good. I thought it was... I mean, it had a very indie vibe to it. You know, a lot of it was handheld and blah, blah, blah. But I thought that it looked really good. And I liked all that stuff. Uh, 
it, you know, I just I had a really hard time liking the character of Amy. <laughs> I thought that she was not a nice person at all. And this is a t as 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 a man, this is a tough movie to kind of criticize or break down just based on the subject matter because it's sort of about uh, this this girl who had some sort of previous traumatic event yeah, occur never, and as they never a, really delve into it yeah they don't which but, which i'm i'm glad they don't really like you know there's no like kind of ham-fisted uh explanation where she she opens her soul up to you know somebody i'm glad they don't do that but it's implied that something happened in her past that kind of makes her not very trusting she has like a kind of this inane distrust for for men but it also seems like she kind of hates men too which i kind of understand the, the men that she comes in contact with in this movie i can i can see why she hates all of them um some of them yeah not no i wouldn't say like can talk her oddly i uh, well i mean there's there's degrees you know um i I'm trying to skirt around what happens without giving anything away, but it's like, yeah, <laughs> it, 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 if someone's unfaithful, that yeah, is what, shitty. Oh but, man, you don't think that the, the, his uh, his comeuppance should have been that harsh? <laughs> no, 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 I don't. <laughs> no, sir. No, sir. I do not. But uh, uh, getting back to my original point i just didn't like her i didn't think she was uh, a nice person she was annoying to me and i just didn't really like her as a character that being said uh i still liked where this movie went and i thought that it was a really interesting way to deal with these types of issues in a film yeah the the only problem that i have is you know kind of like Maybe not exactly like results, but after a while, you know, about halfway through, and I'm like, "Are is a movie going to start?" Yeah, there's just like, are we going to do something, or am I just gonna follow Amy around for? Because yeah, I mean, some of the stuff is really interesting when she's just like out in the woods with her alter ego costume on, just doing whatever she's doing. It's it's some good imagery. It works. It looks nice. But after a while, can we can we start something? Because this one takes it. You gotta admit, it takes a while to get started till yeah. we actually get to a narrative. Right, and this is something's happening. Yeah, this is only eighty minutes long, and it's. I mean, it takes a long time to get going. Yeah, and I, honestly, I think only the last thirty minutes, and I think I might be, I might be uh, being would, generous there. I would say from the point that Kentucker oddly comes in. It starts picking up because when she starts uh, forming a relationship with him, that's when things start rolling a little bit quicker. Yeah, yeah. Um, I thought Amy Everson's performance was fantastic. Yeah, I did. I did enjoy that. Um, uh, Kentucker Audley's character of Kenny, uh, terrible dancing aside, just seemed like he was the. Uh, he's just in the wrong place just bad timing hmm. on his part of yeah. being an asshole so i think he got the full brunt of all this shithead 
men in Amy's life had just all got fucking centered, centered, and then just Hayukened yeah, on him. I would say hard, hard Hayukened hard on on him as a person, which you know, I'm not. I'm. I wasn't really against. I was kind of. It's kind of happy where it ended up at the end there. Yeah. Well, I, I'm glad that it took a dark turn because the way that it, it took, I was not expecting that. The way that I, this, I was expecting something like that, to be honest. But the the way that they shot that and presented it, I was not expecting that. No, I think I think without that end, without that finale, I probably wouldn't have liked this movie at all because i thought that everything everything rides on that finale yeah because it's and, such it's such a build-up yeah it the entire movie is basically building up to that culminating moment and without that and if like, or if they didn't do it right it just nothing it just would have felt like everything was for naught you know yeah and and that's the other thing, like the the marketing material, you know, the poster, the the trailers. There's a couple trailers out for this movie. Everything plays it up to be this kind of twisted, dark, you know, nightmare movie. And for the most part, it's it's not really that at all. No, I think it's just uh, it's a lot of bizarre imagery at the beginning. Yeah, just but a, then you got to remember that you're you're doing the main character right from the outset just tells you that you know she's suffered terrible trauma her life is a fucking nightmare and she can't cope yeah and she's coping through art and you just see a lot of art shots for the first 50 minutes yeah which some of it i thought the again the uh we talked about this on twitter actually but the the fetal hitler i thought was the best part of this movie i loved it (laughs) so much <laughs> the fact that she keeps it in a little glass jar, and that she went back in time and aborted Hitler's fetus, and he had the little mustache. <laughs> he still had the little mustache and the little uh, slicked, slicked over comb over. Oh my goodness, ridiculous! And a lot of uh, knitted penises. Yeah, a lot of knitted, uh, knitted, knitted penis. So she she wears like this bodysuit that kind of turns her into a man of sorts and right from this the scene when she's showing kentuck rodley the penis and she's sticking the needles in it i i if i was him if i was him i'd be like okay well you know that's kind of a red flag a little bit a little bit yeah a little bit i'm i'm not into the the needle penis and especially the situation that he's in yeah, you know what I mean. Like, if you were him, wouldn't you be like, oh, I don't know if this is really worth it? No, no, I'd say okay. Well, let's just uh, let's just be friends. How's that? Yeah, that's probably yeah, that's probably yeah. where I'd go with that one. Yeah, and then again, it, kind of like you said, being a man, there there's probably a lot more to this that I didn't right. pick up on. Yeah, and it, you know, it is a comment on rape culture and everything, and men and the way that you know, women are sort of treated day in, day out. But to me, I kind of felt like a missed opportunity. I felt like they could have made more of a impactful statement regarding that outside of, you know, what they kind of go for at the end there. Cause it's kind of felt like, like I said, the first 50 minutes where nothing's really going on, it almost felt 
and this could have been what they were trying to do to try and mirror, I guess, Amy's mental state or whatever, is they kind of, they don't want to bring it up. Like they're kind of beating around the bush and they don't really want to talk about it. Maybe they're not comfortable discussing it. Well, you know, and it's not until later on that she actually opens up a little bit and you get a little bit of an insight when she's talking with Kentucker. Yeah. I mean, if but I remember it, correctly, there's only, what, three men in this whole movie that she interacts yeah. with? And they're all awful. Yeah. But I, I feel like maybe if we had some more male interaction that we could we could understand more her thought process when it comes to this. Or maybe... I think it would, yeah, yeah, four. There's four. There's yeah, four, four males. There was the boy. There's the, the photographer. Oh, yeah, I, the photographer. The I don't remember. I don't even remember the photographer. Yes, I did. <laughs> I I remember now. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I remember now. I forgot about him. He was the one I forgot about. The, oh, that guy. Hmm. <laughs> he was just trying to do his job, man. He was just trying to trying to do his job his job was a shit job and he looked like a fucking asshole i think that, that, might, that might have been harsh i don't know maybe maybe i would like to see her interact with more regular men too because not all guys are horrible well no don't don't be that guy don't be the all not all men because would you fucking know that <laughs> but but still not the- all guys but yeah she was involved with well not involved she came across three guys and they were all shitheads i'm sure it's not that far of a stretch to talk to a number of women that they've had interactions with three men within a couple of days they were all fucking assholes i don't think that's much of a stretch mm, i don't know i mean probably not you're probably right about that but yeah, yeah you know especially because what would i what is that thing called you know fuck Tinder? Oh, is t- that what it's going? Oh yeah, is the, that what's the the dating thing? The dating app? Is that is that where she got the the first date from? I think so. That yeah, awful, awful person. Yeah, yeah, I think so. That was yeah. that was funny. That whole date, I thought was just because he's such a douchebag. And I know I, why are you staying around him? I think she just wanted to see just to, just to see where where this would go. You know, just to see how bad, <laughs> see how it played out. Oh, man. Oh, when that guy opened his mouth. Yeah. And you know you know what the thing, the, the terrible thing is? It's someone, you know, there's people that are going to sleep with that guy. Not that that actor is actually that Right, guy you mean the character. That he's playing. But right. yeah, that character, people sleep with. Yeah, guy. I mean, I see people like that every single day. Like, every day, I will inevitably pass someone on the street that is that guy. Oh, man. That's rough. It, it just happens. It happens. Mm. Mm-mm. I just, yeah. I just, I wish there was more to it. I like the idea. It just felt, I yeah, like... it, felt it felt very slight. It, everything about it felt very slight. Um, I, I just, I would have liked to them just, uh, if she had more interactions with people, I think maybe that would have would have done it for her she just their her character opened up a little bit yeah yeah. even the actions you know something that delved into this a little bit more a little bit more meat to it pack a little more punch or maybe if they uh did a little bit of a shorter build up to what happens at the end maybe maybe give us 
give us something else to to indicate that this was going to happen. You know, just just yeah. just uh, something in the middle. Have her do something kind of disturbing or or you know unnerving, I guess. What like wear a full body costume out in the woods with the dick and balls? Yeah, well, the, like the burlap sack <laughs> mask thing. That didn't unnerve me though, because the I don't. Well, if, well also the you know the, the majority of the time that she's talking to her friend, she's just like, "Hey, we need to go on a killing spree," or put needles in dicks. But the or... way that it was presented, it felt it felt like comedy almost to me. It didn't feel like. It didn't feel yeah, dark I'm, and disturbing to me. To me, right off the bat, I was like, she's going to put a needle in someone's dick. It's going to happen. I knew it was going to happen because you know that that's going to happen from the beginning of the movie. I mean, just you can you can tell that something terrible will happen. Something awful is going to happen. Like, you know that. But for a lot of the movie, to me, it felt almost like a comedy. Like, it just didn't. It felt goofy. Like, the costumes and stuff that she wears and the way that she moves and acts with them, it, it yeah. felt humorous. Yes. And I'm sorry, but you can't say... You can't deny that Fetal Hitler was not funny. No, no, it's definitely funny. It's Fetal Hitler with, with the full-on Charlie Chapman mustache. Are you kidding me? The old Charles Chapman mustache. <laughs> <laughs> And her in the fucking chicken suit with the long-ass straw just drinking her drink. Yeah, I like the chicken suit. I like you could have used, used more chicken I, suit. I like any movie where someone is wearing a chicken suit or any kind of suit <laughs> and just playing it straight and having a conversation with another person and no one is addressing the fact that they're wearing a chicken suit. <laughs> It's just, that's her job. Yeah, you know? like it's just that's an everyday thing. She's just wearing a chicken suit. She's just having a conversation with her friend, whatever. I mean, you know how hard it is to get back in a chicken suit. You can't just be popping a chicken suit off to have conversations with people and then popping it back on. You know, it takes a lot of time. You just got to do those things with the chicken suit on. Yeah, of course. that's how it works. Of course. I uh, I don't know. I, I would say maybe a light recommend for me on this one. It's a yeah. It's a light for me. I honestly, I want to, I really want to see this movie again, like another try. Yeah. Like give it, give it another try. And I, and I want to see it. Now that I know what happens, I think I would like to give it another shot because it, for me at least, it wasn't, it was entertaining. It felt short to me. It didn't feel very long. Um, And it was entertaining. It's just not a whole lot happens. Yeah, yeah. There's a uh, man. There's a lot of build up in this one. Yeah, I mean, it takes he, it really takes its time. Yeah, I mean, you said it. It doesn't even get going until like there's 30 minutes left. I would say even shorter than that, probably until it really gets going. I did like the uh, <laughs> the scene with with her and Kentucky Riley with the the birthing the birthing scene. <laughs> I liked that. The vagina party. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Gotta have that vagina party. Well, that was great. All right, so that's felt. Uh, let's go ahead and give this a score out of ten. I will go ahead and this is a toughie. This is a toughie to score. I'll I'll say I'll just say a six. I'll give it a six. Hey, that's what I'm going with too. Man, we are linking up, Lincoln. I did. I do believe that I put this on my list. My um, 
2015 ranked list. Oh yeah. Um, let me pull it up and see. I can let you know where it's where it's currently at. It's number 37 on my list. Okay, out of what, like 579 movies? <laughs> 90. Out of, out of 220 documentaries? <laughs> uh, we'll get to some docs, don't worry. <laughs> 30 of which are about chicken wings. So it's it's number 37 on my list. It's just below Cub and just above Tomorrowland. Although, uh, Tomorrowland, I don't, I'm not sure why that's at 38. That's probably going to drop, actually. I don't know how it... I, th- I was going to say, I would, I would watch Felt. 40 more times before I even watch Tomorrowland. Yeah, I don't know how Tomorrowland got... I have to rearrange this. Uh, I think I just threw it in, in there and didn't... I think I just moved it up <laughs> on the list. You just... You couldn't be bothered. Just like 38. 38 sounds good. Well, what I'll do is... I'll, I'll add a movie and then just kind of click and drag it up to somewhere in the middle. You know? <laughs> just just so it's not at the very bottom. Yeah. And then, and then later, like, oh, I'll refine it. Well, well, later I go in because I'm adding movies almost every day. I know because you're. And it you're takes watching. it takes me a long time to to reorganize the list. So the the only ones that I'll reorganize pretty regularly are like the top twenty. Gotcha. Anyway, we'll we'll be talking a lot about lists later <laughs> later this year. Um, okay, so that's felt again. That comes out. Let me let me pull this up again select cities june 26th vod july 21st so check it out soon and then uh, you'll have a review up on the site i'm sure closer to when this comes out check it let's go ahead and talk about some of what we've been watching uh i'll I'll kick it off this week kick it the brooklyn film festival started okay so I'll, i'll be talking about a couple a couple that I saw there, uh, but I did start the week off with one, an older movie from 1986 called In a Glass Cage. Okay. This is directed by Auguste Villaronga. Okay. Oh, shit. I just realized that I didn't look up any of the director's names to see if I can pronounce any of them. This should be fun. Oh, there you go. <laughs> uh, so this is uh, this is regarded as one of the most disturbing and possibly controversial movies ever made. It's about a... It's a very... It's a weird movie. It's about a, a former Nazi who has an accident. He falls off a building. He ends up in an iron lung. A, a young man comes to be a nurse for him and take care of him after this accident, bathe him, feed him, what have you. And it turns out that the young man who is is coming to work for him is not actually a nurse, but a uh, a, a boy who knows his secret, knows that he was a Nazi, and oh. also knows that he was kind of into torturing, uh, raping, and murdering young boys. And it's sort mm. of a revenge story, but it's also this twisted tale about how like the victim becomes the the perpetrator where he decides that he wants to become this nazi guy like he wants to take his place yeah so it's it's very twisted very dark uh it is it is disturbing i don't i was expecting it to be worse because eventually what happens is the young man starts abducting young boys and murdering them in front of 
the, this Nazi. And that's in an iron lung. Yeah, that's in an iron lung, like forcing oh, forcing him to watch as he murders these young boys. Um, that's by far the the worst part of this. I mean, the fact that he's like killing and he's not like he's like abusing them too. So it's it's very difficult to watch at times. Uh, but it's it's portrayed as sort of I mean it is an art house movie. It's a lot of the cinematography is kind of experimental. Uh, everybody's sweaty all the time in this movie. Just, I'm not I'm not sure why. <laughs> like everybody is covered in sweat all the time. It's like you have no there must be no ventilation in this home whatsoever because everyone's have, drenched in sweat. <laughs> they don't have central air? Apparently not. No. Oh man. No, apparently apparently That's not. Rough. Uh, it's very dark too. Uh, I I had a l- really hard time figuring out what was going on in, in certain parts of this. Um, also, one one kind of thing in this that complicates matters is that this this Nazi has a daughter, a young daughter that sort of looks up to this the young man that's that's doing all this stuff, and so so she she kind of makes things more complicated. Um, mm. because she's kind of torn. Gotcha. She, she starts to figure out that oh, no. bad things are happening, Ooh. but she still looks up to him, but she's afraid of him at the same time. She doesn't want him to kill him, but you know, it, it's, sh- she really struggles with what, with what's going on. The way that it ends is really bizarre and, uh, n- not necessarily believable, but, <laughs> really interesting at the same time so hmm. uh it's one of those movies where I, I i feel kind of like i don't feel like i could recommend it just because it is so nasty yeah but it is well made it's it's uh it's a really interesting exploration into into the into this subject matter i just i feel so dirty even talking about it you just you want so badly to say you fucking loved it. No, no, <laughs> I didn't love it. I didn't love it. I mean, obviously, the, I, even obviously, in the critical sense, right? Exactly. Obviously, I didn't love the subject matter, but I also didn't love the movie as a movie. I didn't think that it was a lot of the stuff. They, they use like these still shots where they'll freeze frame and then cut to the next scene, and it looked it just looked dated. I mm-hmm. I don't know why filmmakers used to use that method where they would freeze frame and then fade into the next scene. I thought that just, it looks bad. Yeah. Uh, but, oh, um, which, which reminds me, that's another thing I hate about results. Oh yeah. The, I was, the I, the, I even wrote that down as something to, to ask you about because I was like, Oh man, I bet Kevin is hating these, these, uh, these wipes that are happening I here. Fucking hate her. As soon as the first one came out, I was just like, uh, what are you doing? Yeah. The fuck is this? And they, they play. They happen all throughout the movie too. They sure do. So anyway, that's in a glass cage. Um. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I could recommend it or not. A lot of people have seen this movie. A lot of people regard it very highly as kind of this art house. Uh, I don't know if people call it a masterpiece, but it's it's pretty generally praised critically. So. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, I have another one that's like that. Oh, it seems to be at least. Uh, Junho Bong's mother. I finally saw, got to see that. I saw this in the theater, actually. Well, good for you, you fucking dick. 
Man, I, I, saw I, it, I saw it on my little tiny computer screen. I remember like that. I remember almost nothing about it, so <laughs> you know. I remember there uh, I remember a scene in a bus that was like really long. Yeah. There's a long uh, scene in a bus at the end there. And I remember the end of the movie too. Yeah, which is the bus scene. So all she remembers the bus scene. That's <laughs> what I just learned. No, I mean I remember the end when they reveal uh what actually happened. Oh, okay, okay. I gotcha. I gotcha. It's been a while since I've seen his movies. Uh I mean outside of Snowpiercer, obviously. But um and I'm not a hundred percent sure. Because, honestly, I really don't remember much from uh, Memories of Murder, which was the first thing that we saw about him, and we instantly fell in love. Yeah. But, man, Mother was a lot goofier than I thought it was going to be, or, you know, that I expected it to be. It's just really goofy, and I had trouble with it. I'm not sure if it, like, I didn't, I wasn't in on the, the comedic aspects of it. And especially her her son, who's kind of slow, and yeah. he's you know they play that up for laughs constantly throughout. Like he just forgets everything within a little bit of you know it happening. He tries to drop kick things and he can't for some reason. Um, he gets really upset with people calling him retard. And whatever town they live in, people are fucking awful. Because they just walk around calling him a retard all the time. And he just reacts. Which yeah. I've never really seen that many people call someone a retard in real life. So it's I kinda it's like, a different culture, Kevin. It's like, it was, it was like kind of hard to believe. I'm like, are they honestly just people walking around calling this guy a retard? Like, that seems illogical. But whatever. Um, the Funny, like, uh, sorry to interrupt you, but... Back when we were kids, we would call each other retards, and we would say that things are retarded. Like, this was back when that was still relatively okay to say. However, you would never say it to an actually, uh, a person that is mentally Man- yeah, disabled. Man- like, yeah, you would never, never do that. That's drawing the line. But you would call each other retards. Yeah. But, uh, and then, the, the you know, the whole crime mystery aspect of it... I don't know. I just I wasn't into it to be honest. And the like the reveal at the end, I just I really had a tough time with that because essentially they show you what happens, and it just ends at the beginning. You know, the sort of run through, and it ends, and then you find out this person died, and you're like, oh shit, who was it? Because what you showed me, I have no idea who who did it. And then when they reveal it at the end, it's like, okay, that's not what you showed me. Like you just gave me a different account of the events like you just completely changed it like that's not surprising you just changed it like that's kind of cheating and I, you know that kind of took me out of it a little bit but the the performance the main performance of uh of the mother is really what held it together and the cinematography i thought too i mean this movie looks gorgeous yeah i did for I remember, what it is yeah. i mean my god i remember it, it looking gorgeous gorgeous I remember it being really slow. Uh, yeah, this is. I mean, it's over two hours long. Yeah, I remember it which being I just, a toughie. I don't, I don't. It doesn't need to be at all. Memories of Murder, it, I think, was pretty. That was a pretty lengthy one too, wasn't it? I think you might be right. Yeah, that was over two hours too. Yeah, but I remember. But I just, I thought Memories of Murder was still better than Mother. 
See that? I gotta go back and because ch- I don't remember anything from Memories of Murder the, except that the we... goofiness. The goofiness is there when you see Memories. That's of what Murder, I was wondering. Is yeah, it... the goofiness okay. is there. All right. Okay. I have to check it out though. I don't know. I like. I don't remember the goofiness in Mother, so I can't say if it's one is more goofy than the other. I mean, I think the host is probably the goofiest of them all, but which I still haven't seen yet. I think I'm gonna have to go back on now. Uh... When Bong's filmography here, check these bad boys out. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I I I love the host and Memories of Murder. Mother, I was a little iffy on, but you know, I love Snowpiercer too. So, well, see, that's the you know, I, like I loved Memories of Murder, and I'm kind of afraid to go back. I think you'll still like it because I've seen it a few times since we watched it that very first time, and I think that you'll still like it. I think that you'll still appreciate it. Still get in it. I mean, get, it's been years since I've seen it, too. So, and I mean, maybe my recollection is bad, also. But I'll have, to, I'll have to get into some of that. Uh, I saw one that will certainly be one of my top movies of the year, and that's The Tribe. Oh, you dick! Now, um, this this is coming out fairly soon, I believe. And uh, I, most of you probably heard of this movie by now, but. The, the entire film is in sign language. There are no subtitles. There's no dialogue. And there's no translations. So you just... You go into it and you... There is not one single word spoken in the entire movie. And no subtitles. So you're just thrown in. And the whole film takes place at a, a school for the deaf. Uh, it centers around this, this new kid that goes to the school. But... The school is so corrupt. It reminded me almost of like Blue Spring, where oh. it's just rampant corruption. The kids do whatever they want. I mean, there's like prostitution, there's drugs, there's people fighting each other. Like early on in the movie, one of the first things that happens is he essentially gets uh, like beat in. Like, you know, like. Like yeah. when you get beat into a gang, like that's pretty much what happens in this movie. He gets beat into the gang. Uh, but it, <laughs> I, I gotta tell you, man, it there's nothing like this movie. It is fascinating, and the the director, it's a Ukrainian film, I believe. Yeah, um, what's his name? Miroslav Slavoshpitsky. The way that he is somehow able to make a coherent movie where you know exactly what they're talking about, even though you you don't hear the words or see the words in subtitles. You know the conversations. Like, you can hear it in your mind. And it's so interesting how he was able to, to do that. Because <laughs> probably 25 minutes in, maybe 20, 25 minutes into the movie, it's just like when you watch a movie with subtitles where it you don't, you're not really um, conscious of the fact that you're reading the subtitles. Yeah. In this movie... About 20 minutes in, you're, you're no longer really, at least for me in my experience, I was really no, no longer um, cognizant of like the, the fact that I was watching people uh, converse in sign language or the fact that I had no idea what they were saying to each other. Yeah. You, you know through their expressions, their facial expressions, the, the, uh, the fierceness in which they're signing and their body language you know what's happening between the two of them and there there are like some the thing about this movie is it's uh and maybe i don't want to get too much into it because i bet you and i are going to review this so 
I'm not going to talk much longer on it, but uh, almost the entire movie is is comprised of very long single take shots. So okay. a lot of the um, a lot of what happens uh, are very long scenes, very long. Um, that would probably be one criticism that I have against this is that I feel like sometimes the camera lingers too long on certain things. There's, uh, there just, there are a few scenes that I don't want to, uh, say specifically what happens, but there are a few scenes where the camera just stays static and it just hangs there forever. Um, and it, if that feels like a little bit too much, but for the most part, wow. I mean, and the, like there were parts of this movie that just shocked me. I was floored by some some parts of it. So, absolutely, highly recommend. Drafthouse Films is putting this out. It's coming out in a couple weeks. Uh, absolutely, check it out. It's again called The Tribe. I think that it's one of these that is not getting a VOD. I think it might just be going to theaters because it wouldn't surprise me if they're going to try to go for some awards on this one. June 17th is what I'm saying for New York City. Yeah, that's yeah, that's what I have here. So, uh, whenever it is available in your area, absolutely seek this one out. This is big winner, big winner. Never, I completely unique. Uh, Never seen anything like it. The tribe. Oh, he's gushing. I'm he's gushing, gushing big time over the tribe. Oh my god, I can hear it in your voice. I loved it. You're, you're I loved it. Ready to go? You ready to talk some tribe? I saw okay this when I, as I was watching this film I thought Adam you need to fucking see this because you're gonna love the shit out of this movie so what we have is an Italian cop movie from 1976 directed by Ruggiero uh, Diodato the director of Cannibal Holocaust written by Fernando D Leo who is uh, if you remember me talking about Caliber Nine a couple months ago. He was the director that he wrote this movie. It's called Live Like a Cop, Die Like a Man. This movie is fucking out of control. It is ridiculous. Okay? What you have is, it's a buddy cop movie where the cops are a part of this, uh, these guys are part of like this special force, this special squad in Rome where they essentially just, they're allowed to do whatever the fuck they want. Okay? They ride around on their motorcycle. They only have one motorcycle for some reason. It's kind of odd. You would think that they would have two, but only have one. Plain clothes, undercover, and they just kill people. <laughs> they just kill, and you know they're fighting with this the organized crime, and that's essentially the whole the whole story. The first twenty minutes of this movie is just a motorcycle chase, okay, in the streets of Rome, in the heavy traffic of Rome, and it looks as though no one knows that they're shooting a fucking movie. So these motorbikes and motorcycles are just zipping through hmm. and it's just going on forever and it looks fantastic the stunts are incredible and then halfway through they're just like you know what let's throw some humor in so they just do this whole thing with like a blind guy with his guide dog walking the sh- crossing the street and then they do like a joke with the and you're just like are you serious halfway through a 20 minute motorcycle chase you're just gonna throw some comedy in what the hell am i watching so they end up catching the guy, and instead of like arresting them, they just snap their necks and just kill them, and then they just go about their business. So it's a very bizarre take on the fact that 
you're watching these guys, and they're supposed to be the quote-unquote good guys, but they're worse than the fucking criminals that they're going after. <laughs> these guys are just dicks. Like, I thought Diabolic was a dick and an asshole. These guys, much worse. <laughs> they're just awful. They go to up. They go to this, uh, you know, underground uh, casino type deal going on. They go instead of doing anything, they just burn all the cars, all of them. <laughs> they just they show up with like twenty things of gasoline and they just light everything on fire. They accidentally light their own car on fire. Okay. <laughs> And they don't fucking care. They're just like, oh, shit, that was our car. Oh, we got to walk home. And then it's just on to the next thing that they do, which is killing people. Just constantly just doing whatever the fuck they want to do. It's insane. Wait, now, how did you see this? Because I this, is on, this is on Fandor. Okay. You have to check yeah. out this movie. It is unbelievable. The only thing that... Uh, the only knock against it, really... Is um, the the two guys are they're sexist as all hell, obviously, because it's the seventies and yeah. it's an Italian movie and they're badass or they're supposed to be badass. Essentially, they're just cold blooded killers. Um, so there's this like they the the crime boss that they're going after. They show up at his sister's house to try and get some information, and for whatever reason, his sister's just like a nympho. So it's just like this you know sideline of like, hey, for the next fifteen minutes. This girl just can't get enough. So let's pause for sex breaks. But it, it is funny in the way that they 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 kind of flip it and because there's a whole section in the beginning where they just come into the <laughs> it's headquarters and the one secretary they're just like, Hey, uh, out of the two of us, who would you fuck? And it's just <laughs> a long conversation and she makes fun of them, makes fun of men and everything, and then it it, it rears its head during that sequence which I thought was was quite good even though that they I thought it went on a bit too long but I mean this is damn near perfect wow yep I'm really excited about this now so. are you gonna fucking love it I'm telling you if not I retire and I'm, that, not, and I'm that, not gonna watch movies or anything anymore I'm done and that's live like a cop die like a man I'll probably try, I'll, I'll squeeze that in I might even watch that today actually I don't have Hell anything yeah. to, watch, to watch today so Maybe Get I'll on it. Maybe I'll check that out. Uh, so, like I said earlier, I'm currently attending the Brooklyn Film Festival. They have a pretty good lineup this year. Uh, there's a number of things I want to see. There's a new Owner Tuckle movie that's going to be there. A what? Yeah. What? Uh, he has another one already? Yeah, he has another one. Are you fucking kidding me? How do I not know about this? Yeah, it's. Um, I, I'm planning on seeing it. It's... Uh, don't have my list in I, front of me, but I hate New York, Adam. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's called Abby Singer Songwriter. Oh my god, that sounds fantastic. Yeah, so he, that's gonna be there. That's with uh, he's in it, of course, and it's he plays himself. Yep. And they everybody team plays up to sh- they team up to destroy hipster hipster culture in New York. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Yep. God. Damn it. So and Jennifer Prediger's in it. Jesus Christ. And Tally, oh my God. Fuck you. Adam. Look at the lineup for this year. Jennifer Prediger is in a ton of stuff at this year's lineup. Uh, so anyway, I started the I went to the opening night um, film this this Friday and it was uh, Manson Family Vacation. 
That's okay. that's the one with um it's directed by Jay Davis and it's with Jay Duplass and Linus Phillips and Tobin Bell's in there. And it's it's so it's like this dysfunctional family comedy about these two brothers that they they haven't been getting along and Linus Phillips plays Conrad who's this kind of screw up. He's kind of the, the he's the artist brother and yeah. Jay Duplass plays i think his name's nick and he's kind of the straight-laced family man he has a wife and a kid and he's a lawyer at this he's a partner at this law firm and he's got his shit together and and linus phillips is like kind of this loser you know and he comes to to visit with his family and he has developed this weird obsession with charles manson and, okay and Jay Duplass agrees to spend the day with him traveling to the various different Charles Manson sites. Like they go to the Sharon Tate house and I don't want to give anything away. It it goes to some really weird places that I did not expect whatsoever. And there's some really crazy twists in there, but basically what, what Jay Davis does is he kind of draws parallels between what's happening within this family to the life philosophies of Charles Manson. And he intercuts the film with interviews of Charles Manson and they, they just pair up so perfectly. And the movie, the movie's really funny. I mean, Linus Phillips is hilarious as this Conrad character. And it's just, it's not at all what I expected. I had a, I had a really fun time with this one. Now I do have a full review for this up on the site. I think I gave it a seven and a half out of 10. Uh, I, I just had a blast with it. Not at all what I expected. We'll just put it that way. Hmm. That sounds very interesting. Yeah. I, I don't know when this is coming out. It's still in the festival circuit. I don't know if it has distribution yet. I don't think it does, but look, keep a lookout for it. It's called Manson Family Vacation. Okay, all right. You'll like it. You'll you'll like it. I think I'll be into that one. Uh, hey, you watch that that uh, what's that called? Kung Kung Fury. Oh yeah, yeah. Is that that shit? You watch that? Mm-hmm. You see that? I did. That's a fucking nightmare. We featured that as a Kickstart Sunday um, pick like a while ago. Back in December okay. of 2013. I think you did tell me that. This is back in 2013. This is that was probably like one of our first ones, maybe. It was it was an early one. I know that. I think. I apologize, world. Sorry. <sighs> yeah. I, was, I I. What did you think of this? Well, here, here honestly, because okay. everybody I get okay because my buddy at work tells me about this and he's just like, "Holy shit, you're gonna love it." And he's a younger guy, so he was like, "When do you know? When were you born?" He's like, "Cause it references everything '80s." I was like, "Well, I was born in '83, so yeah, I, I should, you know, I should get a lot of this." He's like, "Oh, you love it even more because then you're you're in on everything." I'm well, like, "Oh, okay, this is pretty cool." <clears throat> Who? Who's? Everything that I keep seeing that people are like, "Oh, this is fucking the '80s love letter." Do I remember the '80s wrong? Okay. Because none of this feels like the 80s to me. The Clearly, they were trying to do some kind of 80s throwback thing with the, you know, there was like tracking things in this and scan lines and the 80s soundtrack and 
everything was like purple and the hacking with the old computers and the power glove. And it w- clearly, it was supposed to be an 80s thing. However, the thing that fails this movie is that almost everything in it was not 80s at all. Like, it didn't... Yeah. Like, what, what movie w- had laser raptors and... You know, that's what didn't work about this movie. Like, the whole Thor thing, and it's just so out there. And, like, yeah, you know, we we had Conan, the Conan movies in the 80s. So there were, like, movies that had barbarians and, and, like, people dressed up like that, like those. But they were their own movies, and just nothing about this. It it was just a a hodgepodge of Mm -hmm. random shit thrown into a green screen it's one of the say and i've complained about this numerous times before i get kind of sick and tired of this reference heavy comedy that we have going on nowadays which you know seems like can be placed solely at the feet of seth mcfarlane where everything just like everything that popped up in this movie just felt like they're like huh yeah right hey remember the power glove remember that remember that remember that power glove dude there's funny right there was like a, a piece of uh, marketing material or something where it was, you know, the hacker guy, ha- Hackerman. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, they have a YouTube video up of him giving hacking tips or something like that, and that yeah. I thought was way funnier than the actual Kung Fury short. Yeah. Which, yeah, it did. There's a couple of things in it that I thought, you know, they kind of got a chuckle out of me. I did like, you know, when he's hacking hacking time and it just pops up and it's like you're about to hack time are you sure yes or no and then the laser grids laser grids always get me that always gets the chuckle out of me i don't think but, that, yeah some of it worked for me but it was just too much there was just too much nothing it was just too incoherent nothing like the whole hitler thing i think it would have been cool to just make a an 80s throwback like cop comedy yeah just have them beating the shit out of people because i did i thoroughly enjoyed the side scrolling fight scene where he's just yeah. going off and they, i thought that that looked fantastic just take take the nazis out take the time travel out you can keep the hacking in because that's great take that the arcade machine robot thing out you know just have it be <laughs> a badass <laughs> kung fu cop just take out almost everything that you have in there yeah, take out the shit yeah. where he's like flip the the flipping the cars and all that stuff. Just, the, yeah, because if you want to make it look like the '80s and feel like an '80s movie, then then do that. You know, don't don't make it a parody where it's just everything is so ridiculous and blown out of proportion, like and not '80s at all. I love I I like movies that are throwback 80s movies you know i I love that wunf or whatever halloween special i thought that they completely nailed that and i i like movies like um hobo with a shotgun and other movies that that try to pass themselves off as being from the 80s yeah Uh, but but the thing about those movies is that they don't they they stick with the the source material, you know, the things that they're referencing and they don't just throw in tons of random shit. Yeah, exactly. It was just too much. It was, it was way, 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 way too much for me. And I didn't particularly like the look of it either. Um, I, I know it looks, that, 
I mean, I, I know that they didn't have a whole ton of money to, to do this, and they did everything in front of a green screen. Like, the entire movie's in front of a green screen. Yeah, and, which you can tell. And uh, I just didn't, because that didn't look like it was made in the 80s. No, not at all. Looks like a ridiculous video game. I would much rather just watch the FP again or something, or one of those movies. And the other thing, because this is what kind of got me, that, that I, I read a little bit of you know people's reactions and hear a lot of people talking or bringing up um, this Danger 5 show. Which I've They're seen. Like, oh, yeah. Danger 5 does it so much better. Danger 5. I'm like, okay, let me let me check this out. So I'm watching you like a trailer or whatever for Danger 5. And even while watching that, I'm like, this isn't the 80s either. This is like the 70s. Oh, well, the, like the late 60s. The first season of Danger 5 was the 60s, and the second season was the 80s. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so I just watched the wrong one. Yeah, the, I got it. the second season is when they head into the 80s and start parodying the okay. 80s. The first season, okay. the first season's all about spoofing um, like 60s spy movies, you know. Yeah, cuz I was going to say I'm like this is all this all looks like Thunderbirds to me. Mhm. Yeah. Like what? Yeah, the second season is definitely spoofing the 80s, but to me, I'm not a huge Danger 5 fan. I watched most of the first season and a couple episodes of the second season. I'm not a big fan of that show because they go a little overboard with it, too. They they get a little too goofy for me. Gotcha. For, for me, gotcha. if it's like an 80s throwback or any other specific decade, I like I like the the realism. I like it to feel like came out of that time gotcha and with danger five they have with danger five they have like weird uh, people in animal masks and stuff (laughs) like they're like their chief is a he's like an eagle and stuff and i get it that i mean that works for some people that's the kind of comedy that some people like where it's just really over the top and goof spoof goof spoofy just randomness like lol random yeah and some of the, some of Danger Five, I think, is funny, but uh, yeah, they, like the '80s stuff. Um, I don't know. I, I didn't see enough of it to really comment on that. But I know I was just I was kind of I was really excited for this Kung Fury business, and then I didn't enjoy it really at all. And then I just gotta sit here and just see like the influx of the best thing I've ever seen. Well, that's that's. Oh my god, it's so fucking amazing. That's... And I'm just like, are you kidding me? Calm down, man. Because that's what people like right now. You know, nostalgia's in. So anything nostalgia's in and hyperbole is just through the fucking roof. Anything that's like, hey, this is the '80s. Hey, remember the '80s? Laser grids. Yeah. I know. That's what I mean. Everything Power just feels. Glove. So fucking lazy. Where it's just like, I and I honestly think that at some point in time, maybe from like a year from now or something, that that's that's gonna be a comedy movie where it's just like someone's just on screen, it's just white background, and they're just they just hold up a power glove and they're like power glove, <laughs> and then you just wait a little bit and then he just pulls up something else. I and just that's can't, it. I can't wait till they start doing it with the nineties. Yeah, I know the guy's just like pogs, huh? Flannel shirt. He's just holding, he's just holding pogs. <laughs> And people are going to be fucking losing it. Like, oh my god, yes, Pogs. I remember Pogs. Uh, it's like, but they're not doing anything. You're not doing anything with any of this. <laughs> You're just showing it. Yep, and that's that's the problem. With, with Kung Fury, I think that they hit 
a lot of the right notes. You know, like the the bad guys, the the gang members, they all looked very 80s in the way that they were they were kind of dubbed. I thought that that worked and the fact that they were they, they had Uzis and stuff and the old old school skateboards and yeah. So, I wouldn't say the problem was just the story. It was it was lame. It was they crammed in way Wait. too much shit. The whole Hitler thing didn't work and time ugh. Everything was just bad. Nope, I wasn't buying what they were selling me. That's right. Uh, at any rate, it is free, so you can see it on YouTube for free. Yeah, but don't don't do that. No. Do something else with your time. No. Um, another Brooklyn Film Festival movie that I saw that is available right now on Epics. If you have Epics, what is Epics? It's like a TV channel slash maybe Jeez. VOD type thing god it's too many things it's uh i don't know i don't know what epics is if, <laughs> I, I, I always thought it was a tv channel but apparently you can sign up just for epics because i saw alex winter tweet out something and, and say you can watch deep web for free if you just sign up for a trial on epics anyway it was deep web by alex <laughs> winter that i saw <laughs> that's what you ended up signing up for huh no, I saw this at the Brooklyn Film Festival. I didn't. Oh, sign that's up. right. That's right. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I didn't sign up for Epics. I got, I got lost in your tangent. Yeah, I thought you ended up signing up for Epics. So we we actually this was another Kickstart Sunday uh, pick that we had a while back. And we actually interviewed Alex Winter about this movie. Now it, it changed quite a bit since we interviewed him back back when we interviewed him. I don't even remember when it was. It was a long time ago. Uh, the movie was going to be about the deep web along with touching on the silk road and sort of the darker side of the deep web. And then also talking about Bitcoin and how it works and the rise of Bitcoin and all this stuff. But it's sort of, I guess with the, with the whole, with the silk road being in the news and all of this and the trial of um, Ross Ulbricht and all of that stuff, he sort of switched gears and it's, the documentary is almost exclusively about the Silk Road and and okay. Ross Ulbricht, which oddly enough, just this week he was sentenced to life in prison. I don't know if you saw that. I did not. Yeah. Yep. That's a bummer. Which was crazy. I mean this this movie premiered, I think, at South by Southwest, maybe, but like a day before it screened in Brooklyn, he was sentenced to life in prison. So he got. Oh man. And and. Uh, the one that I saw actually they updated it at the end oh really yeah like they did that <laughs> they must have did that shit like on the fly because it was like really quick um, at any rate this is uh, he Alex Winter also directed the, the Napster documentary Downloaded so it mm-hmm. it feels a lot it feels very similar if you've seen Downloaded which is good I mean Alex Winter is a good documentary director. He he really gets into detail with with his his specific subjects. However, in this in this movie, I feel like the topic was a little bit too broad for him to get to cram everything into a 90-minute documentary. I feel yeah. like that there's there's certain things left out that he could have went into a little bit more detail on. Yeah, and sure. some stuff he he just glossed over a little bit, uh, which is to be expected considering 
the original scope of the film, I think, was supposed to be much more broad. And he he uh, talked a lot about the personal life of the alleged uh, founder, Ross Albrecht. And it's it's good. I mean, it's certainly topical. I mean, this is this is all stuff that is just now happening. It's going on right now. Yeah. Or uh, I guess concluded. Well, I don't know. But I'm sure I'm sure it'll it's not over. Yeah, I'm sure they're going to try to appeal that because it's crazy. He was sentenced to life in prison for essentially just running a website. Yeah. I mean, that's that's insane. And there's this whole thing about how the FBI managed to locate the server and and copy the data from the server on the Silk Road um, without any kind of warrants or anything like that. So there's there's a lot going on here with how they obtain this information. And it's never been released. As far as the public knows, um, it's safe to probably safe to assume that they hacked essentially hacked the servers of this website uh, without mm-hmm. a, without any kind of authorization or warrant or anything no oh, yeah because it's so com- should not be allowed <laughs> well the, the the laws on that are just so they're not defined well enough they can just kind of do what they want well it's uh i believe it's something i think it's violating the fourth amendment for them to do that but they get into that in the in the film, and and one thing that they allude to is that they a lot of people wanted this site shut down because st- statistics showed that uh, crime, drug related crime, was on the decline directly because of this website. Which, if you're not aware, the Silk Road is a site where you can basically mail order drugs and nice. <laughs> have drugs mailed to you. Get it. And because of this site, um, the drug drug crimes were on the decline. And as we all know, there's a lot of uh, corporations and things that have a, a vested interest in keeping the drug war going, uh, like um, for-profit prisons, you know, private prisons, and things yeah. like that. And the U, like the U.S. government, right? Yeah, I mean, no, you're right. It's yeah, no, I it know. is laughable, but you are correct. Yes, in that everyone, everyone has uh, has a stake in this drug war. I mean, everybody's profiting from it. They talked about um, military contractors and stuff that uh, are now. Th- this has been known where like police police forces are getting uh, contracts with these weapons manufacturers and things like that, and getting basically military grade vehicles and stuff like that for local police forces. And they talk about all that stuff. They, they, they touch on it as to possible reasons why this is happening. They're, they're kind of trying to make an example of, of this kid. He's only 29 and he didn't create, he didn't create the website either. He just kind of took over managing it. Well, that's why that they all—that's always always what they say regarding these these types of trials and when they prosecute these these internet what the you know the quote unquote criminals. It was like we we gotta make we gotta make it a you know we gotta show people that we mean business. It's like okay, can you calm down a little bit, Jesus? Well, yeah, the minimum sentence like. Do you, can we start doing that for rapists? Maybe yeah, exactly. Cool. 
Like, for fuck's sake. Rapists get, like, eight years in prison. He gets life. Yeah, that's why It's just ridiculous. What? The, it, was, it was yesterday or whatever. The, the family that had their autistic six-year-old locked up in a cage and he died. They got, like, seven years, man. Yeah. They got seven years. It's ridiculous. For keeping their kid in a cage. And I hope that the fight isn't over for him. I'm, I'm not saying... And, and the movie's not saying that he's innocent or that he shouldn't be punished or anything like that. But they do make a pretty compelling argument as to why this site could be a good thing. You know, it's like they go over, they, they ran the numbers and they were they were showing that like uh, the, the drugs that were sold on the site were much cleaner, much more pure. Uh, like the sellers, they, they actually interviewed some of the sellers. Uh, he was yeah. able to, to contact them and get interviews with them and how they, they pretty much all said like, no, we, we, we kind of, uh, you know, essentially profiled anyone who was buying from us. And if we thought that, you know, it was a kid or they were too young or they weren't going to be able to, to use these drugs responsibly, we wouldn't sell to them. And it just, it seemed like, a very uh, regulated system. And then of course, just like any other online marketplace, you could review uh, sellers, you know? So if you bought something, if you bought weed from somebody and it wasn't any good, you could give them a bad review. And then other people would be like, you know, this weed that I bought from this guy sucked and don't buy from him. This guy's the worst weed dealer <laughs> on Silk Road. Yeah. It's fucking awful. So, it's it's interesting because in a way you look at it and you're like okay well maybe maybe we do need something like this maybe maybe because people are gonna do drugs no matter what you know you don't know we could win that war one of these days i they honestly think that they'll be able to do it well i don't think they do so the takeaway that that I got from this now I I kind of I keep up on all the latest you know techie stuff so I knew most of this story already, but what I what I didn't expect was to come away from it thinking like you know maybe Silk Road's not that bad of a site because before I was just like eh, you know that's I I was like eh, that site probably shouldn't exist because yeah. I because I, I I thought that there was more to it than that where you could buy like, and maybe you can, but they didn't really talk about it in the movie. You could buy like guns and stuff. And I thought that they were like well, tra- trading like child porn and shit on that site, which but obviously it wasn't. Uh, and again, I don't know if this is like how much of this is actually part of Silk Road or how much of this was like a fabrication to make Silk Road look bad. But I thought that uh, one of the, the terrible things about Silk Road is that you could like hire contract killers and stuff. Well, that okay is so, what they were trying. Yeah, they, you know, they were trying to sell that idea. They they were they were trying to sell that idea that that uh, Ross Ulbricht attempted to have three people killed. Uh, however, the way that they the prosecution did it was it was shitty, but also ingenious. They essentially did a bait and switch where they included, they initially included that in their, in their arguments, like in the documents Mm -hmm. where, so the jury and the judge saw that information, but then they pulled it out of, uh, the, the documents because they didn't have any evidence of that at all. I mean, it was, there was like, there was no evidence whatsoever. 
that that said that he actually did that. So yes, that was one of the things that was on the table at one time. He wasn't charged with any of that murder for hire charges. They they weren't brought against him. Gotcha. Um, some people in in the movie they say that it could be fabricated. Some people also say one of the big things about this is that the the online persona that he had was apparently used by many people. Like it wasn't just him. It was at least three or four different people that had that same persona. Oh man. So even though he's the one that's kind of taking all the blame for it, he's not necessarily, he didn't create the Silk Road and he's not really, you know, he's just one piece of the puzzle. Yeah. So, and, and like when you go back and look at all of his postings on the site and stuff like that, he's always kind of uh, taking a peaceful approach. Like his goal is to always make everything very uh, um, safe, and he, he was always preaching kind of peace, you know, and ending drug violence and stuff like that. So it didn't seem very characteristic of him to hire a hitman to take somebody yeah. out. Hmm. so that's that's where that i mean i don't know i i it's and i think that that's where the justice system sort of failed in this regard is that it's impossible to know there's no proof the only proof that they really had was the fact that uh he was logged he was logged into the silk road you know yeah but it's an account you know it's an online account so like if for instance if i had an Amazon account and somebody got my username and password, they could go on my Amazon account and buy a whole bunch of shit. And I didn't buy it, but it was under my account. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think that it's nearly impossible to say that he specifically did this or that when anybody could have that same login. Mm. And at any, Mm. at any rate, I don't know if life in prison yeah, it, it seems it's, like a bit much. Because, I mean, he was charged with, like, he, there was, like, hacking charges brought against him, which he was found guilty of. And it's like, what did he hack? What what kind of hacking was going on here? He ran a website. He hacked time, maybe. Oh. Do you think he hacked time? Maybe he went went to, went to back in time to kill Hitler's fetus. Probably. Kill fetal Hitler. Anyway, <laughs> that's Deep Web. It is available on Epics right now. Okay. All right, I'm done. All right, let's go ahead and jump into some predictions. Last week, Aloha, you said 18, I said 41, actual 17. Mm. This was a rough week. Yeah, I'm looking looking at it here. Really rough weekend for movies. San Andreas, you said 21, I said 36, actual 49. Oddly, that was the highest rated movie that opened this week that was wide release. Wow. Barely Lethal got a 13. Survivor got a 0. Yeah. Mm. Not good. Heaven Knows What got a 92. Nice. So, yeah. If that's playing in your area, again, I will highly recommend Heaven Knows What. Check that out. Next week, we have Entourage, the movie. What are you thinking on this one? Jesus. Uh, 42. I, I don't know what to think about this one. Really, I don't. I don't know why this is a thing. Honestly, <laughs> I'll say fifty-one on that one. 
We also have mm-hmm. Spy. That's the Melissa McCarthy one. I am. I don't think that looks good at all. I have no desire to see it. I'm gonna say that that won't. Oh wait, it's your turn. It's yeah, your turn. I, I'm gonna say. I'll say. Uh, I'll say 42 on that one. Okay, I'm gonna say 56. All right, and then we have Insidious Chapter Three. Oh boy, there we go. About time. I have no desire to see that. No, I don't either. No desire. Which is odd. It's a horror movie, but yeah, just not not feeling that one. Hmm. I'm going to give that a... I'm going to go 28. I think people are done with the whole supernatural horror thing. You know, that was a... I think so. That, that I was, think it kind of ran its course. Yeah, that was booming for a while, but I think that people are kind of done with it. So it'll be interesting to see, because there's always some trend in horror movies, so it'll be interesting to see what what happens here. And I'm wondering if the, the Poltergeist thing was, because it felt so unnecessary yeah. and long after, like, the actual trend, that it was just like, that could oh, be. geez, stop. Yeah, we need to stop doing this. Insidious Chapter 3 could be the end. Could be the end of things. I hope so. We need to move on to something else. Well, I think we have Sinister 2 coming out also. So maybe that'll be the end when that comes out. Because that doesn't look very good either. Oh, man. Uh, let's see. Insidious Chapter 3. I'll say 23 on that one. In limited release next week, we have a pigeon set on a branch reflecting on existence. Something tells, yes. me, something tells me you're really excited for that one. I've been waiting. Uh, oh, I can't wait. We have Hungry Hearts. That's the one with Adam Driver. I'm pretty. I'm pretty interested in that one. Charlie's Country. It's a, a New Zealand. I'm excited for that one as well. The Nightmare, which is the uh, the documentary by um, Rodney Asher. We may. Okay. Be, we may. Right. Be, we'll probably be talking about that one next week. Electric Boogaloo, the un, the wild untold story of Canon Films. That's, so you're probably jazzed up about that one. I already saw it. Uh, I saw it a while back, but uh, yeah, it's good. It's really good. Okay. It's by the same people that did, I believe, it was like Machete Maidens and the uh, okay, not okay. quite Hollywood. So yeah, it's it's good. I recommend it. If you're if you're into movies about movies, definitely see that one. Okay. Freedom that looks terrible. Police Story Lockdown that came out like five years ago in china (laughs) it's finally coming out here it's the jackie chan one not interested uh wild horses this one with uh is that the robert duvall franco isn't james franco in that one yeah yeah and uh josh hartnett hartnett making a comeback how about that i've been watching him on uh damn it penny dreadful on showtime that show's losing me big time, by the way. Is it? Nothing happens. It's just, it's like every episode, just, just nothing. Just nothing. nothing going on in that show. I'm just, I'm waiting for something to happen. Uh, we also have an open secret, which is that documentary about uh, child oh abuse in Hollywood. That one looks, uh, I'm interested in seeing that one because a lot of people didn't even think that that was going to see the light of day. Hmm. But uh, yeah, that one found a found a distributor brave enough to put it out. Wow! And United Passions. This is interesting. This is a 
a film created by FIFA, and it's about the the World Cup. I think it's like the first year of the World Cup with like Tim Roth's in it. Um, it's but it's interesting though because I got a, an email from a publicist for this movie, and they were like, with all all the stuff that's going on with FIFA, I thought you might want to see a, a look at the other side of the story. And it's like what. Why would I want to watch this movie? It's made by FIFA. What makes what makes me believe that this is going to be have any kind of truth to it whatsoever? And it looks I mean it looks terrible. The movie looks bad, but at any rate, United Passions is coming out. <laughs> United Passions. Ugh. What a no, that's a terrible title. Yep. Okay. VOD next week we have Tiger Orange. Okay. All right. The poltergeist. I don't, know I don't know either. The poltergeist of Borley Forest. Catching on that poltergeist uh, thing there. Uh, Hungry Hearts, Wild Horses, Freedom, The Nightmare. We are still here, and Police Story Lockdown. All right. I love. I love how these days, pretty much everything that's coming out in limited release also comes out on VOD. Mm-hmm. It's kind of crazy. Like the 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 lists, like the release dates, almost match up. That's why I get so confused at this section of the of the podcast. Because you're just you're just yeah you're just kind of rattling things off, and I'm just like, did we get stuck in some sort of loop? Because yeah. I'm pretty sure he already named that movie like three times. Yeah, it's crazy. Next week on DVD and Blu-ray, we have Camp X-Ray. I never got around to seeing that one, but I heard it was it was good. So check that out. Yeah, Kristen Stewart. Focus. I heard that was pretty bad. Jupiter mm-hmm. Ascending. Heard that was pretty bad. McFarlane USA, <laughs> McFarlane USA, heard that was pretty bad. Mm-hmm. Monsters Dark Continent, heard that was pretty bad. So, heard all of those were bad. Yeah. Man, looking good next week. Looking yeah. real good. What do we have on the Criterion front? We have zero. So. Oh, boy. <laughs> next okay, week so, is the best. So, next week, I will say, probably check out Hungry Hearts on VOD. That's about all you can do. That, that's really that's going to be my suggestion for next week. Hungry Hearts on VOD. I did see the Nightmare, and we'll maybe we'll, we'll talk. Get, you get into that one a little bit. Yeah, we'll talk about it next week. Okay. All right. Well, I think that that's going to wrap it up. Send us your questions to podcastfilmpulse.net. Follow us on Twitter at filmpulsenet and at filmpulsekevin. And please take a look at our Patreon page at patreon.com/filmpulse, and consider subscribing for as little as one dollar per month. Kevin Rakestraw, my name's Adam Patterson. We'll see you on Thursday for Ryan Watches a Movie. Alright, well, I don't know when it comes out. (laughs) (laughs) I had it right here, but for some reason I can't find it. Hold on, let me look again. Oh, no. Oh, no.